In this month of February, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and the one and only Enza. Chris. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Our coverage of The Last of Us continues. This time it's episode five titled Endure and Survive, which we thought episode four was titled that, to be honest. Here's what happened. If anyone, any of you eagle-eyed or eagle-eared listeners that noticed one of my Easter eggs from last week, one of my bullets and pills, was that the, the title was reflective of the comic Savage Starlight. Uh, that is because right as the episode aired... Uh, this was the week, mind you, that Andy was on. And so Jimmy texted me at like 9.02 p.m. Eastern Standard and said, uh, episode five is titled Endure and Survive, like Savage Starlight. But I read it quickly because we were already watching the show. And I looked down at my phone and just saw Jimmy saying the episode's titled Endure and Survive. My bad. He's trying to blame you. Yeah, Jimmy. I know. He's trying to rake not, you across. The I even body. said he texts the correct info. I'm just I misread it. Just got excited. So the entire of that, epi- the entirety of that episode, all three of us thought the episode was called Endure and Survive until later in the night, Steve was like, fuck, and found out and had to go back. And we actually made yeah. it a running joke because the way I said endure was endure. weird. Yeah. And so we kept saying it over and over and over throughout the whole show as an inside joke. And Steve had to edit out every single one of those instances. Yeah, I, ed- I edited last week's Last of Us episode twice. I edited the first time. And then when I went to post it and double check the episode title, realized that was not the title. And I had to listen to the whole goddamn thing again because we made it such a big hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. And, hullabaloo. and, I, think, and, I, and I ended up missing one. So, yeah, I was in the uh, bullets and pills. But so, so, yeah, Steve had to stay up to like three instead of 1.30 a.m. Uh, the night before work. Editing the show. That's my bad. But for anybody that caught that and thought it was weird, that's what happened. Also, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify video or whatever, and you notice that our shit looks different, it's because it does. Steve has rearranged our studio here and bought some different lights. And so we're still kind of in the process of reevaluating our visual atmosphere, if you will. Yeah, we are halfway happy. This is not the final look of the studio. COM promise. I look pretty Um, cool. You do look, you look very moody. It kind of looks like we're in the apocalypse of Last of Us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this Mm -hmm. is not going to be the final look, but we are halfway there. Hopefully by next week, we'll have a much more uh, accurate representation. I look blown out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already so pale. It looks like we're about to cover powder we the movie from the 90s. you could turn one of your lights off if it's that big a deal for you i'm just explaining to the audience like does chris is he trying to look like he has le- <laughs> leukemia in in reference to sam you're just evenly lit yeah <laughs> i believe you buddy i just maybe i hate my own face i think that's i think that's <laughs> it. it's not judgment of your lighting it's judgment of it's my own self-loathing well get a better face i think you look great <laughs> Uh, so that's what's going on with the visuals there. And uh, I want to say this, too. It's very kind. Uh, we're all stuffed. Very all much so. Stuffed. We just ate $100 of Arby's. We had the meats. <laughs> Somebody reached out to us 
uh, reached out to me via Instagram and uh, and the DMs, if you will. But it was not a pick of the D, thank goodness, right? And they said, hey, last week we were listening to your show and uh, you guys were joking about Arby's for so long that it forced me to have to go buy some. Uh, so damn you for that, but it was delicious. And I was like, haha, cool. Uh, and then he said, uh, I'd like to buy you guys some Arby's for next week's episode. And I was like, Oh, you don't have to do that. Uh, and, but I was like, but the Venmo's in the bio and stuff, you know? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was, you don't have to do that. Uh, link. <laughs> Links in the link tree. Um, and he dropped a hundred dollars, I guess, because we had talked about how expensive it is to <laughs> yeah. get Arby's and he knew that was necessary. Um, which is incredibly kind. And I just want to say, thank you so much. That person did not give me permission to release their, their name. Uh, but I know that they are a, a patron, uh, a staunch member of the discord. Mm -hmm. I know who you are. I thank you very much. That is amazing that you did that. And we are full. We ate the food. We we have the meat. Mm -hmm. and, thank you uh, for the meats. I think the show is going to be better because you did that. So yeah. thank you for, for giving us sustenance. Yeah, really, that uh, that sponsorship deal with Arby's and Last of Us is really paying <laughs> off yeah. for them, at least in this podcast world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they made at least two sales mm -hmm. because of us. That's more than some of the sponsors we've actually had. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, not to Arby's, but to that person uh, for feeding us this evening. Uh, but let's move right along into it. You can always email our podcast at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. In fact, it's Monday as you're listening to this most likely at the end of the week on Friday, I think, you're going to have a mailbag episode. That is correct. So mm -hmm. we're a little past the halfway point of our uh, The Last of Us coverage. So we asked everybody to either write into the Discord or email us at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Uh, so by the time you hear this, we will already have recorded the mailbag, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't email us some more questions and concerns and comments or especially corrections. Uh, you can follow us on Patreon, subscribe at patreon.com slash streaming things uh, to get a variety of bonus tiers and content. Uh, we have extra episodes each month. And some people even get access to the Discord where they can talk to us and other people just like them directly. And there's a thriving, awesome community in that Discord. If you want to join that, that would be amazing. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at StreamThingPod. Uh, you can follow me most places at Movies Are Therapy, including Instagram, where you can DM me. Steve is, uh, was it S underscore May 13? Zero five. Fuck. S underscore May <laughs> zero five. But your Twitter Instagram. is Steve May 13. Yes, Twitter is at Steve May 13. Jimmy, do you have anything you want to plug social media wise? Uh, at Oh My Gad. It's my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> All right. G-A-D-D. -D. That's two Ds for a double dose of this pimping. That's right. That's right. Can't get that confused, <laughs> baby. Uh, but moving right along. The Last of Us Episode 5, Endure and Survive. Because it dropped early due to the superb owl. Uh, I actually got to watch this episode twice mm. for the first time before recording this. And I even watched, I usually don't, but I even watched, I usually don't, but I even watched. <laughs> are, you, are you having a stroke right <laughs> now? The conversation between Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin uh, about the, the after the episode stuff, mm. because I was getting my computer and stuff together to come here, Steve, and it was just playing. And I was like. I have to watch <laughs> just, it. Just stopped everything you were doing. For listeners, you're, it was. You're wrapped. I was deer in headlights just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I saw some extra stuff like that. So that's neat. Anywhoozle, this is The Last of Us Episode 5, Endure and Survive. Steve, what were your overall thoughts after watching this episode? So uh, briefly going back, like you mentioned, because of the superb owl, uh, the this episode did drop on Friday, which actually enabled us to do something really, really cool this week. That was a lot yeah. of fun. I love doing it. So what we did was watch the episode at 9 p.m. on Friday, and then I hosted a Discord hangout where all of our patron members can – 
or the Discord members could join us. And I had a Steve's fireside chat where a bunch of people joined you in. You even we had all, a fire in the background. I had a fire in the background, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where everyone could like kind of geek out about the episode in real time, like right after it ended. And that was honestly one of my favorite moments uh being a part of the show i really really enjoyed that you two hopped on for i felt like i ruined it i felt like i was ruining the vibe you had going on you're like oh god this guy's here yeah oh fuck chris is here he's he's gonna go on a tangent about titanic (laughs) oh there he goes (laughs) we did have titanic talk Mm. that's for sure uh but yeah that was that was a lot of fun but okay but in terms of the episode itself i do want to bring you back take us back to last week i hear you i hear you steve I don't know if you know, Chris, <laughs> but there is a hashtag out there called hashtag Steve was right. Because last week you were like, where's my action? Where's my action? Where are my zombies at? And I'm like, my friend, they're saving it for next week, I bet. And wouldn't you know it? Literally every single one of them. They went. <laughs> Literally every zombie in this episode just came out today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was action packed. Um, and but. Even though the action that we see is like everything that you kind of come to expect from like a big tentpole, high budget HBO show, your, your Game of Thrones style big action sequences, that is in this episode. But uh, this episode really kind of struck me with how um, how much it wrecked me emotionally. Uh, I, I I cried a couple times in this episode myself, and I, I haven't cried in this series yet. I haven't actually – well, I take that back. I cried when Sarah died. But it's been rare. But this episode got me to shed some tears and I knew it was happening, but it still hit me. And I think that speaks to the power of this episode. I think it's a very, very strong one. It's definitely in the top. It's a contender for my favorite episode so far. I agree. Season. Mm. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, Jimmy, what were your thoughts overall um, on the episode? So I just realized what superb owl meant <laughs> as you were talking. I was like, what is he? What are they talking about? Yo, you don't know the superb I, owl? I thought I missed something. Biggest event so. of the year. Yeah. She, she comes out but once a year. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, but as, as far as the show goes, uh, wow, right? Uh, I, I, I agree with Steve. Um, I knew that when they did let loose, they were going to let loose like this. Um the the action the like the buildup of the show you know I I I've cried every time I play the game because of the events of this particular episode right maybe not full on cry but definitely shed a tear um, and the show did what it was supposed to do you know I was really um, worried about some of the changes that the the show was making um, throughout the series and uh, I was really hoping that they didn't change something uh, that we'll get to in this um, but it. I think that it was incredible and they managed to stick the landing. Right. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I, um, I do my hats off to you, Steve. Um, not literally, as you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube, um, but that's what come off. <laughs> exactly. Metaphorically, <laughs> you know, you were right. And I was, I had a complete faith in, in Druckmann and Mason, but at the same time I was, no, I'm just giving you not shit. complete. I guess <laughs> that's a lie. I had 97% faith, but I was starting to get a little worried because they had released press saying, Hey, this is a lot less violent than the game for good reason. There's no like, combat play you know the gameplay in the show obviously and right. so you know i knew that it was going to be uh toned down in that regard a lot but i was starting to get worried that they took a little too much of the action out you know um i love character work don't get me wrong but like this is a monster this is a creature feature mm-hmm. to some degree i want to see and a lot of the character moments have to do with combating the creatures uh <laughs> and so <laughs> i was like huh interesting 
Um, and I had heard so much about the practical effects involved and how they used real actors and, and makeup to do the, the the clickers and the bloaters and stuff. So anyway, I knew it was common, but I was just, and honestly, there was a moment, and I said that in the fireside chat during this episode where I had completely, I, I got, I was shattered by the realization that they were about to take a detour so drastic that I did not agree with. And I didn't know how I was going to continue on living. Uh, because when, when Henry stands up, uh, and presents himself to Kathleen, I thought they were going to forego uh, the whole ending plot line of Sam and Henry. And I was so shocked and disappointed and dismayed for a second. And then of course the, the moment happens, uh, the hole blew up if you will. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, thank God, you know, and then it did something even cooler and it, and it, and it brought together another moment from the game. I didn't even expect one of my favorite moments of the game. Um, and everything came together and I was so happy. I love this episode. I'm, I agree with Steve. I think it is a contender if not verifiably, my favorite episode of the season. Um, it's right up there with episode three for me. I can imagine that Steve's thinking the same one for uh, the other one. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I will say, I want to talk about this in general before I dive into the recap real quick. Um, uh, a lot of people, there was criticism. I think Jimmy saw it. I didn't actually even, I haven't read any reviews or anything, but there was some flutter about on the internet that what a low blow for the showrunners um, to make Sam a, uh, a deaf person just and younger just to make it more sad. Uh, and they felt that that was like a cheap manipulative thing to do. Um, and I, I do think it effectively does make a very sad moment in the game, even more sad uh, because you can't help but be like, Holy shit. Like this is a eight year old deaf kid who is a cancer survivor. Like, <laughs> shit leave the yeah. kid alone right and he's <laughs> yeah. oh he's really cool too he's really sweet um it does that but i think um especially after watching after the episode today for the first time um where uh craig mazin and, and neil Druckmann had talked about it and it was craig mazin's idea like hey i don't hear me out i want i want to make sam deaf and neil Druckmann was like fuck i wish i had thought of that yeah. it was his exact quote because he said it it just accentuates how much he relies upon henry uh, and so it's really good for their character dynamics. And for me, I really think it's nice to, from an inclusivity standpoint, to have somebody who's differently abled. Um, like when you watch, uh, I think his name is Kevon Woodard, uh, the, the little boy who plays Sam, you know, he's, he's deaf in, in actuality. And he talked about how yeah, I think it's great to see a deaf person navigating the world, this world in particular, and showing that they can. I think it's important for people to see. Um, and so from that standpoint, I think it's important to see him there too. And I will talk about it more later, but I think the fact that he had to use ASL really accentuated the, the impact and like let some of these emotional beats in this episode breathe because it's silence, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to speak on that because I knew that was kind of a thing. I doubt too many of our listeners took it that way, but that's my, that's my thoughts on it. Anything you guys want to add? It's Not a, in that regard. No, yeah. like I, I, I agree with you completely. Like I, I do enjoy the representation mattering and you know, I, 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 can, I can understand where somebody could think that's a little too harsh what they did. Um, I, I, I know my girlfriend texted me like, what is this show? <laughs> ah! Right. Like, cause she was devastated by it. Um, but like, I, and I, I wouldn't say like, this was like a manipulation as it were, as just, just, you know, having other people on, represented on TV, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's sad. Anyway, I, I would argue this is the saddest moment in the, in the story. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree so. with you for Wrecked sure. Me. Cause episode three, it's not even sad per se. It's beautiful. It's what makes that it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's, it's such a tearjerker because 
you know, they did have a great love and they got to live a life together despite the circumstances. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing that makes you cry in a kind of a happy way where this is just straight up, just gut wrenching sadness. This is yeah. grave of the fireflies, you know? Yeah. Um, but any hoozle, bringing it on home. Let's talk about our, our recap now of the episode. Last of Us episode five. Uh, it starts out basically restarting the timeline. Uh, but from Henry and Sam's perspective, we dip back a little bit into episode four stuff, but from Henry and Sam's perspective, um, Kansas City to about, I think like two weeks, it's safe to say, or 12 days or so before uh, Joel and Ellie showed up in Kansas City. Kansas City is freshly liberated from Fedra. Everybody's uh, celebrating and executing all at the same time. Woo! Hang them higher! <laughs> yeah. and he says, higher! Punch him in the dick! <laughs> you know, stuff like that going on. Fedra agents being tortured. Um, the collaborators are Surrender now, uh, somebody over the loudspeaker says. You will be given a fair trial. Yeah, for sure. Spoiler alert, they aren't given a fair trial. (laughs) That's not a thing. She's Uh, like, you're guilty. (laughs) Henry and Sam look on, uh, and this is where we find out immediately that Sam is deaf, uh, and then they sneak away. And uh, There's there's one shot where right when they sneak away, it cuts to a Humvee dragging a body, and there's just like a comical amount of knives sticking out of this yeah, guy's like body. Everybody like, in the city just stabbed that guy. I, th- I think you got him, dudes. <laughs> They're angry. We find out why later, and it's legit. Yeah, no, for real. Uh, collaborators, we cut to a, a cell filled with said collaborators. They're snitches, basically. And as Kathleen points out soon, they always get stitches. Uh, so Kathleen and Perry <laughs> enter to interrogate uh, the collaborators regarding Henry's whereabouts. And um, I love Melanie Linsky's calm voice, like her demeanor in this. I've seen a lot. I have seen personally a lot of this on the Internet of people who don't like her cast as Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is true, but this is my take on it. I think everybody that hates Melanie Linsky in this role want something like a Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, like they want like this outlandish. Oh, like a Karen. Yeah. Like yeah. they want like a Negan. Right. Yeah. But I think what's so effective about it being Melanie Linsky and what fits in themes with last of us is she comes off as like this super normal, calm, suburban woman. And that's, what's so interesting about her character because now in this world, that type of person can like order people to stab a guy 300 times, right? Or <laughs> order executions. And I think her like homemaker vibe is what is so perfect in The Last of Us to like what the world has done to all of the normal people. Like, whereas with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you're like, at no point did that guy not beat people with bats, you know? <laughs> like he, he he's thriving here. Yeah. Um, that's my take on that. You guys. Yeah, I agree. Like, cause we do get to uh, see some of the backstory of why, how mm. she came into the position that she's in. Like her brother, Michael was the resistance leader yeah. of, of, of Kansas city. And at, since like he the was, Messiah. yeah. And since he was thrown in jail and then subsequently executed, everyone sort of like rallied behind her. Cause I assume she's like out for vengeance, but also like, Clearly, she was probably helping him. She was probably she was the right hand woman. She was the, she was the right hand woman, and now she's in charge. And people like are loyal to them. Yeah, and I, I and I love the way she is. She's portraying the character as well because there is this like coldness to her. Uh, like she does kind of come off as like she she speaks softly. Yeah. Maybe it can be even t- taken as she's talking sweetly, almost a Dolores Umbridge type mm. delivery in some ways. Um, but you feel this this ice cold hatred and just uh, vitriol towards the world behind her, and that she's she's wearing this mask uh, uh, of the suburban you know 
mother, you know, I don't know if she's actually a mother, but like she has that vibe. Maybe it's because we were, we're all, we're watching yellow jacket at yeah. the same time. And she, <laughs> she played, where's her daughter, Callie. Yeah. Where's Callie at? <laughs> Absolutely. I just wanted to say that because I've seen a lot of that criticism and, and I agree with you, Steve. I think there was some confusion as to how a woman like that uh, would be in charge of like a giant army. And I think they answer that in this episode. I did see a funny, like somebody tweeted her, like, like had a photo of her and was like, it's so unrealistic that a woman like this with that body, body shame oh, wow. <laughs> could survive the apocalypse. And Melanie Linsky like clapped back, like, uh, they're called henchmen, idiot. <laughs> I just, yeah. I saw that tweet too. <laughs> yeah. Have you I seen Perry? I think she's, she's evil, right? Like mm-hmm. she's super cool, calm and calculated, but I think that's what makes it a little like scarier. Right. Um, she'll be nice to you, but then she'll just murder 30 people. Um, just to 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 make things right, but um, I think she's awesome. Yeah, I like. I've I think Perry, loved her. What's her side? The, the guy that plays Perry. Tommy in the game, Terry Perry. Perry. Doesn't he say uh, y- your brother basically didn't get shit done? Like you get shit yeah, done. Yeah, you're a little nuts. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> hey, we're free now. Right. Yeah, like we followed him for however many years and nothing yeah, changed. Right. We followed you for just a couple months. And we and got to stab a guy yeah. thirty times. We, yeah, that was fun. We, we I stabbed that. Craig like forty times <laughs> yeah. and drug him around on a Humvee. Right. It was dope. He wasn't even a collaborator. We just no. none of us we, liked Craig. <laughs> he just kept doing that clicking nails noise with his mouth. He would just go mm-hmm. That's so annoying. Hate he wouldn't it. stop it. Reminded me of the clickers. Didn't <laughs> like it. But she reminds me of did, do you do you guys ever see The Mist? No. It's been uh, a while. Oh, yeah. Just, Stephen King adaptation. Oh, my heart hurts for you. Uh there's a character in The Mist who is Kathleen. Like if Kathleen was also like super Christian um, and she's one of the most evil diabolical characters ever put on film. And so that's why I was, I was like, yes, this person would thrive and exist in the last of us world. Those are my thoughts on uh, Kathleen. That's all the time we have right now. Um, <laughs> Kathleen so, <Cass. laughs> so she's, you know, <laughs> One of them finally gives up Edelstein in the process of this interrogation. You know, she's like, hey, you guys are all informers inform, right? Um, and she's like, never mind, just kill them all. And finally, somebody in the crowd is like, it's it's Edelstein. And she's like, wow, I didn't know he was a collaborator. He was a lot more clever than you fucking idiots. Um, and He's a real nice guy. She He doesn't know the whereabouts of Edelstein, though, uh, but she knows who to look for. And so she says, she tells Perry to execute them all and burn the bodies. Um, We're not really giving them a trial, are we? Yeah, <laughs> no. Not at all. And she looks down. I think it's important to note. She looks down on them for telling her about Edelstein, right? Like she hates collaborators. She hates rats and informers. And so she's like, he's like, I'll talk. And she's like, ah, fucking course you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So no respect at all for this. Yeah. I love how in the beginning of the scene, she says like, I used to be so scared of you people, but Mm -hmm. like, how did it feel betraying your neighbors and friends? Like, ugh. For medicine and fucking apples. Apples, yeah. 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 It's great. And you find out the whole backstory. Like uh, we learned throughout this episode that Kansas City Fedra were raping and murdering the citizens for 20 years. And they were were the fascist Bill feared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and apparently it was so bad in Kansas City that Joel knew about it. Yeah, he'd heard about Casey Fedra. Yeah. Yeah. Kill a city. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, and then Kathleen, uh, orders a door to door search for Henry against Perry's advice, right? Like it's, it's important, uh, thread throughout this episode that 
she's consumed by vengeance. She's going too far. And she ultimately leads her people uh, to ruin to victory and then straight to ruin because of her inability to forgive Henry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they go to execute the other collaborators. Like I said before, we cut to Sam and Henry entering a building. They run into Edelstein, neither Edelstein nor them have any bullets or anything. Um, And he shows them the attic hideaway that we saw in the previous episode. Um, And they have, so like I said, no bullets, very little food. Uh, And his plan is to go into the tunnels and Edelstein's like, oh, so just kill yourself. So there's some foreshadowing about what's going on with the tunnels there. Uh, but they have 11 days of food. Uh, and then they talk a little bit about Sam. And he, you know, Edelstein tells Henry, he's scared because you're scared. Like, he, mm-hmm. that's all. And so there's a really sweet moment where Henry goes to comfort Sam. And he tasks him with decorating the hideout. Big bag of crayons. Get a giant bag of crayons. And, um, you know. And I like that we, in the previous episode, we found that attic uh, from the perspective of um, Kathleen and Perry. Oh, yeah. And they found all the cans of food and we saw the superheroes everywhere. And it's just like, what the fuck? And Mm -hmm. it's really neat now to see this kind of to go back and see how it happened. But uh, we cut to 10 days later and Henry's watching uh, all of the resistance soldiers outside looking around and going about their business through the window. Sam wants the last can of food and he keeps saying, no, we got to wait. We split it three ways with Edelstein. It's the last can of food. Uh, and Sam's like, is he even fucking coming back? I really feel like he's not. And I'm super hungry. I'm, hungry. <laughs> I'm super Sam and I'm super hungry. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it reminded me of. Can uh, Elstein went out to look for food, right? That's what, I, that's what I was about to ask you guys. Why? Because he said food super hard to find is the only clue that we had to where Edelstein is. Yeah. But he could easily have just been referring to that's why we can't eat the last can because who knows when we're going to find uh, more. Yeah. That's a good point. So I don't know why Edelstein would have risked his safety and where he was going to be. But we know he's not dead yet even when they leave because he doesn't die until a little bit after Joel arrives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's neat that we know he's just sitting in that room about yeah. to be interrogated by um, Kathleen. He ain't yeah. a snitch either. He's well, you know, he's not. Yeah. Edelstein is not Stay a snitch. True. He's real G. <laughs> he's a good collaborator. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's he at? I delivered you. <laughs> Emotional appeal. How about that? I love the term collaborator though. Yeah, that's what they call them. And it sounds so nice. Like all oh, collaboration. Let's work together. Yeah, we're everybody. Teamwork. Yeah. Hey, I help you or you help me by giving me medicine. I help you by getting my neighbor's shot. <laughs> collaboration. Collaborate with me when I stab this guy. It makes the dream work. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Look, I fucking Craig. hate Craig. Man. I got 30 knives with his name. Yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> we apologize to all of our listeners named Craig. Uh, then we cut to uh, Henry decides it's time to leave. Um, Edelstein is dead. As we just said, we'll find that he will be soon. Um, and then he paints a superhero mask on Sam. Uh, somehow Sam got a whole ass can of paint he was coloring with. My anxiety was through the roof. <laughs> oh, for as getting in the as, eyes. As soon as he started dipping that paintbrush, I was like, no, don't, don't. And then he puts it on his face. I'm like, uh, no. He, keep your eyes closed. That- he says, close them, but not too tight. Keep them a little bit open. I was like. <laughs> what? <laughs> in, a, in the real world, that scene would end differently, where it's like, keep your eyes closed, and he does it, and then the kid just starts crying. He's like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got to dry and everything. Hopefully it's not lead-based paint. I mean, yeah, it was the early 2000s. It kills the uh, <laughs> oil-based primer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, he doesn't, though. He becomes Super Sam. It makes him feel better. I did. I, my heart like went out, because at one point, Sam's like... Uh, is is he is he not coming back? And he's like, no. Did they kill him? Yeah. And just poor Sam's little face. Just I like Edelstein. His, his buddy's not coming yeah. back. It was that's a bummer. That's who drew all the pictures was Edelstein. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, can I, I have the last direction? <laughs> can I have he the made la- my vision on the paper come to life. <laughs> can I have the last can of food now? Yeah. Um, 
So then his portion, right? (laughs) uh, Henry looks out the the front door little window and he sees Joel and Ellie arrive, crash the car. He sees the whole fight through the window and he watches Joel kill one of the one of the soldiers. Uh, And he looks down at Sam and he says, new plan. And I love this scene. It's really cool because the con the layer of it is, is that um, Sam obviously can't hear what we're hearing. So he just sees. Henry's frightened reaction and then panics and goes, what, you know, like, it's so weird to think of like, and then Henry mimes the shooting, right? Like, um, but Sam is just basing his whole world is based off of Henry, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, are we not cool? We're not, are we we, we scared? We're scared now. Why? Um, did we run out of paint? So, uh, this kind of took me, I was confused at first because he says new plan and then it kind of jumps to them sneaking up on Joel and Ellie. Like, yeah. So like the whole day passed. And at first I was kind of like, wait, what happened? What, what, what happened in between then? What did they get to in between that? No, it's because uh, Henry saw Joel and Ellie kill the soldier and he immediately was like, I need to work with those people. Yeah. That dude's yeah. badass. We got to find them. That guy's going to get that. That's that taken them. out. Yeah. Yeah. So they intentionally snuck up on Joel and Ellie and I didn't really get that fully into my second watch as well. When he says, um, that's how I found you. I know this city. And I was like, oh, he went straight for him. It wasn't like an accident thing. Um, so Sam and Henry enter the building with Joel and Ellie. They step on Joel's crunchy alarm system, uh, <laughs> which doesn't work because he immediately decides to step around the crunchies. Yeah, they figured it out. Um, and, and then it starts where we left off last episode. Cut to uh, their guns to their faces. And I love this. I love so like my top three favorite moments was impossible. Uh, my fireflies were really hard to decide because there's so many good moments. But I love this that basically Henry gives his pitch like, hey, we didn't hurt you. So when we put our guns down, you're not going to hurt us. Right. And Joel's like, that's right. <laughs> and he's like, why do you sound so fucking creepy? And yeah. not like, not okay with that. And Ellie's like, that's just the way his voice sounds. He sounds like he's an asshole. A, he's got an asshole voice. Yeah. Tell him everything's great, Joel. Everything is great. And she goes, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely see as Sam's pointing a gun at Joel that there are no bullets in that gun. So I think Joel knew that the, like a nine-year-old pointing a gun at me. Like, what should I do? A nine-year-old. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And I really thought that's how it was going to end. Was Joel being like, like that would be a tropey thing though, like an action movie right. kind of thing. But I still want it because I'm a cornball. <laughs> he just snatches or he says, you don't have any bullets in that gun, little boy. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Um, that's where I expected the scene to go, but it does not. They just end up, it cuts to them sitting around a fire eating uh, at to plan. And, um, you know, I'm the most wanted man in Kansas City. <laughs> You're a close second. Yep. Uh, but then they eat together. Ellie prompts Joel to introduce himself after Sam and Henry introduce themselves. And he's really slow. Oh, um, Joel. Um, it's like, we ate. Can we uh, leave now? Yeah, we did the thing. Nobody died. Can we just part ways now? And then that's when Henry offers to show them the way out of the city. I bet you guys climbed to the tallest building in the city to see a way out. I could show it to you. Um, so then we cut to the scene where he's showing him everything the next morning. This is kill a city, uh, Kansas city, Federa were, were monsters, savages. And then, like we said earlier, Joel had heard about how bad they were. Uh, and he says, I'm a collaborator. And, uh, and <laughs> Joel says, I don't work with rats. <laughs> and, uh, to Henry's credit, he's like, right now you do. Cause here's yeah. the plan. You need me. Right. Uh, he wants Joel's fighting skills. He saw the way that he's handled himself. He's never killed anybody in his life. He's just a snitch. Uh, and even then he was part of the resistance, but at the very last moment, because Sam got sick, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about here in a moment, uh, that's when he collaborated, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Like Joel was basically for all intents and purposes, most of his life post-apocalypse been a criminal. 
Like he's always doing stuff in the, which, which are illegal, illegal in the Fedra's eyes, which are mostly fascist. So that's fine. Uh, but even before he went to a QZ, he was like an outright crazy criminal, like a murderer and stuff. Right. So, um, it's interesting. Like that I don't work with rats, you know, like that's his kind of mentality. Uh, I just thought that was neat because that's very much a criminal kind of thing to think. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that listeners are picking up yeah. on that vibe. Like, Snitches get stitches. Yeah. Like that's a criminal's mentality, right? Like um, yeah. I grew up, my dad was, had a CD lifestyle and he was kind of like that and stuff. Like uh, when I was a little kid, I'd come home and my brother, one, uh, I remember this vividly, my older brother was like, uh, Timmy down the street was dumb, breaking into a car or whatever. Right. Like whatever he said, <laughs> trying to get my dad to be like, what? I'm going to tell his dad or whatever. But my dad immediately looked up from his newspaper and was like, why are you fucking telling on him? It's a really weird thing to do. Mind your, mind your fucking business. You know? And like, we went back to his newspaper and I just, I was like six, like, huh. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that was neat. I know when I'm harping on that. The stitches come out. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, so that's how Joel reacts, but it, he does get tempted by Henry's plans making sense. He knows the way out of the city. That's how I found you. I can help point you in the right direction. Right. Um, that's the way. So then it, he says, uh, I'll show you the way you clear the way. That's a good way of summing up his yeah. plan. Right. And, uh, you need and, a guy who knows how to fight. If you're going to go into a hairy situation, you do. Yeah. Uh, and then Ellie and Sam are laughing together at the conference table in the back. And he said, I haven't heard that noise from Sam in a long time. Right. So he's really enjoying his, uh, Ellie's company. And Ellie is like becoming more and more childlike now that Sam's around, like mm -hmm. we're seeing parts of her that we've never seen. Um, so then we cut to the plan in the same room. And essentially he gives a really long way of saying, uh, we're going to go through the tunnels and to a bridge and out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept watching cause he was drawing on a piece of paper. He's like, this is the city, but he kept getting closer and closer to the bottom left-hand yeah. corner. And the whole time, like he's going to run out of room. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst. He's gonna, they you got to start over to the bridge. He's like, we're going to go right here. I'm like, that's the edge of the page. My guy, <laughs> you got another piece you, of paper. <laughs> you snuck that in at the last second. <laughs> There's a lot more parts of that plan. He just skipped over because he ran out of paper um, and pretty much gone after this. It doesn't matter. Um, it's like the end of the map on middle earth, right? It's like, fuck it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is where Joel ever suspicious is like, you're right. It's a great plan. It's fucking awesome. So what do you need me for? Like at no point did he see a Joel, uh, clear the way part in the plan. Joel Miller, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Got me. You ready for a heist? <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we find out that the infected in Kansas city were driven underground 15 years ago. And so these tunnels are rumored to be filled with infected. Mm -hmm. uh, but Henry thinks he has inside info that three years ago, Fedra cleared out the tunnels. Uh, and obviously Joel's face says that that's been way too long to trust. There's probably clickers back in there. Yeah. Um, he was like, how do you know? Have you been down there? He's like, no, nah, I know a guy. Yeah. Told me about my, that. my cousin's best friend's <laughs> yeah. sister's boyfriend's dude yeah. heard there was none down there. Said he killed. killed a whole bunch <laughs> and so I also like this part where he, a Henry calls them clickers uh, because Ellie's yeah, like, what if it's one of those uh, ones that see like a bat down there. Oh, you mean a clicker? He's like, you've seen a clicker? And she's like, two of them. And he's, oh, that's man. the first time, right? That they've actually labeled think, them. Yeah, as I think clickers. so. Yeah. But not only that, but it, it kind of showed why we've seen so few of those in this series so far, because in the show's world, people don't survive encounters with those right. mm -hmm. at all. That's yeah. not a thing. 
right? And so that makes Joel and Ellie look even more badass that they've dealt with two of them already. Whereas in the game, you just kind of throw a brick and they're like, huh? And like, <laughs> <laughs> stab him in the back. Easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> I'm just so hungry. That's what they sing. I heard a bottle. <laughs> Hopefully someone yummy's there. I love oatmeal cookies. I love them. I'm definitely not Steve. <laughs> hey, you've been swayed and measured. That's true. I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Um, um, I, at the end of this, I like uh, Henry's. Th- th- yes, that's my dicey as fuck plan, but that's all we got, right? Like it's. Uh, I love that actor, uh, Lamar Johnson. I do love when uh, at one point Sam... Uh, d- does he write it or does he sign to to Henry? Like, what are they saying? He signs. He like slams on the table and then signs. He's like, "Hey, what's going yeah. on?" And Henry's like, "Oh, they're saying they're going to help us, right?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then cuts to Sam. Are you makes me like, look like a liar yeah, to look, my little brother. Yeah. Yeah. The look on his face is like tight. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna go back to color. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then we cut to the them beginning their track in the tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. I think somebody emailed and was very appreciative of that joke. Yeah, they got. That. I still don't know what the reference is for. It's a. The, it's an avatar. Uh, the anime, the cartoon oh, avatar. I've joke. only seen that once. Long. There's ago. an episode where they go through a secret tunnel, and they just <laughs> happen to, to be paired up with a traveling minstrel group. And they, the guy keeps singing that like secret tunnel, <laughs> secret okay. tunnel. And it's a fun, it's a, it's a fun little bit. It's a fun little bit. Uh, so they're in the secret tunnel and uh, there's a cool moment uh, where Joel looks at Ellie and he says, get your gun out. Right. And yeah. you notice the gun's not in her backpack as yeah. he instructed her to, it was where he instructed her to put it. And there's this kind of where he looks at her for a second and then he's like, nah, fuck it. Did you see the look on her Kids. face? Like she yeah. was the coolest thing yeah. out there. Like she's like, it took her all of like five seconds to reach in and grab it. Yeah. But the whole time she's just looking at him like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got a gun. <laughs> oh, big God, deal. Check me out. What's up? Where's your gun, Sam? Oh, you don't have one. Don't you have one? <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> oh, you got, what do you got? Crayons? <laughs> Only grownups get guns. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. I shot a guy in the spine. <laughs> <laughs> he begged for his life. At one point, Henry's like, man, your dad's real serious. And they're both like, not my dad, not my daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's the next thing. It's uh, at the exact same time, they both say that he's not my dad, uh, and which I thought was really cool because this, that's what this whole episode is about, is Joel realizing what Ellie means to him, right? That's the whole yeah. point of the characters of Henry and Sam is that they're kind of a, a mirror image of those two. Um, and it's not a good thing in Joel's eyes because he's letting somebody in. And it's, in this world, it's dooming yourself to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Which is what the function of Bill was in the game as well, was a character to warn him not to hang out with somebody, you know? Right. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they, he, <laughs> Henry says that Joel's her dad. They both freak out and say, no, 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 no. Uh, but then they get to Crayon Castle Hallway, which sounds like a level in Mario, uh, but it's just what I'm calling the area in the sewers. Castle Hallway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Let's he opens the door. A go. <laughs> Um, and this is, it, there's a really cool little moment in this scene where it shows you how inexperienced Henry and Sam are because Henry uh, just tells Sam like, Oh, look, go in there, dude. It's going to be dope in there. Right. And it is, but he doesn't know that for sure. And Joel, like the look on his face, he grabs Sam and he's like, what the fuck dude? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. no. Does the nine-year-old not go first? Yeah. Ellie goes first. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I just thought that was really neat that they're super inexperienced there. Um, to go into and crayon castle is dope though. And beyond is a, a it's like a decked out 
preschool looking place. There's all kinds of toys. Like uh, there's wall soccer, my wall favorite soccer, game. Yeah. I love wall soccer. That's my favorite game. It's wall football in, in Europe. Mm, yeah. And a little people, people, a lot of people don't know this. They call it into touch. And it's a whole underground settlement um, that is abandoned. Everybody seems to have perished now. Um, and this is where Sam and Ellie find a Savage Starlight comic. Mm, endure there and you survive. go, Jimmy. It's really funny now actually watching the episode titled that because it's not even like an Easter egg. It's like they literally <laughs> Savage Starlight Endure and Survive. And I'm like, oh, that's not even an Easter egg. It's a- I do love how they, <laughs> they immediately do the comic book collectors thing where it's like, I have issues five, six, 12 and nine. What do you have? Yeah. Like, oh, I have one, three and four. Let's swap. Did yeah. you get the trophy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I platted it. I platted it, man. Yeah. Jimmy did. He 100 percented it, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Both of them. No oh, big same, deal. Same. Plat. Are you still you, playing through the, the first one? The first one, yeah. yeah so. Nice. Did you get past this point in the game? No, my whole week and plans got upended this weekend. So I didn't get to finish the studio. I didn't get to finish. I got up to Sam and Henry. I was trying to like play through and so I could be fresh with what uh, what happens compared to the game in this episode. But I, I was unable to do it because of my plans. Were you at the part upended. where you like search the boat and stuff or something? No, I'm. Um, oh, gosh. I don't even remember where I am. It's, it's, I'm in, I'm in Pittsburgh. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise known as Kansas city. In <laughs> yeah, the show. Pittsburgh. AKA yeah. Kill a city. <laughs> uh, but this is where uh, Sam and Ellie bond even more over the, uh, the starlight comic. Um, you know, she, he teaches her some, some ASL and how to say endure and survive. And she gets full kid mode. It's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they decide to wait for dusk to make their escape further through the tunnels. And it's also an opportunity for the kids to relax and, and, experience some innocence for the first time pretty much at all that we've seen in this story. So yeah, they, they start to bond, learn some ASL, uh, play some soccer while Joel and Henry talk. Right. And that's a huge moment in the game because uh, in the show, because Joel basically presents an olive branch, which is very unlike him uh, in my estimation. Cause he looks at Henry and he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I judged you so fast back there. Called you a rat. I don't um, know your situation. I don't know your situation. I'm sure you had a really good reason for doing what you did. And in fact, I think they're being a little crazy. Why are they pursuing you like this? Just cause you're a little snitchy snitch. Not a big deal. They should just let you go. I think they should chill. Yeah. You're trying to protect your brother. If whatever you did to protect him, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I understand that. Uh, and then Henry's too guilty to accept the olive branch. You know, he says, Hey, I lied to you when I said I'd never killed anybody. Uh, there was a guy named, uh, Michael, you know, he was the leader of the resistance in Kansas city. Excellent person, very forgiving, very wise, uh, very kind man that anybody wanted to follow to the ends of the earth. I know I would have, but then Sam got leukemia and there was a pill that was effective in treating him that only Fedra had, uh, and they wanted a high price for medicine, which was offering him up, which I did. And that was Kathleen's brother. That's why she's so pissed. And Joel's like, Oh yeah, I would definitely kill you. You know, <laughs> like he's now he's thinking of Tommy. Uh, Henry was saying that he was the bad guy in the story. And he said, I am the bad guy. Cause I did a bad guy thing. You might not be her father, but you were someone's is what he goes on to later say. Mm-hmm. I think this is the crux of the entire theme of the both stories, the last of us one and two in the show. Um, and I just want it to be very clear. Because uh, there's a lot of criticism of the last game or the second game. Uh, and I'm not going to get into that here. But I think the crux of that issue is that they don't understand what we're talking about right now, which is there is no protagonist to this story. There is no hero. There is no villain. And that's what's so beautifully uh, put on, uh, like showcased in this episode. Because Kathleen 
is a hero to her people. She liberated her town from fascists, literal rapists and murderers. She is, uh, that was a great act that she did. And all the people that we've seen her being unkind towards are quote unquote bad people because they've done things to her family and her friends for decades, right? So she is doing nothing wrong, except that she's consumed by vengeance for Henry. And that's her fatal error, right? Like her moral code is too rigid. Uh, but she's just doing that because of love of her brother. And yeah. Why did Sam or Henry betray her? Love, love of his brother. brother. Yep. What the fuck, right? Like that's what the game's always about. Yeah, the games are always about like, what are the things you are willing to do for the people that you love? Everybody's right. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, wrong. Love in a world that's lost. Yeah, baby. Mm. And I think, I just think that that's so important to understand going forward. It's like, Joel's not a good person. He's not a bad person. Even though this is a, a really fantastical monster-based show, it's a show grounded in the reality that everybody is only as good as their most recent action uh, and put to the test, the ultimate test, what would any person do? Probably the best that they can to survive, and uh, which most of the time doesn't amount to much on paper as far as a moral code goes. You know right. what I mean? Um, and that's why I love so much about it is it's, I like that stuff. Like I love game of Thrones for the same reason. Like there's no like big, bad, evil, you know, Voldemort or, uh, there's no Mordor to journey to and vanquish everybody. You know, it's just a bunch of gray to like really fucked up people. And the last of us is like that too. Like everybody's been through hell. They've done terrible things and they're, they have moments of really, you know, sweet humanity as well. Mm -hmm. And I think I love that line. You know, he's, they had. This, this, Henry didn't say that in the game and they had him say it on purpose. You know, I am the bad guy cause I did a bad guy thing. Right. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. Like the world judges you by your actions and you judge yourself by your intentions. And there's always a disconnect there. Um, yeah. But then he looks at Joel and says, you understand though, right? Like you might not be her father, but you were someone's. someone's. Yep. And that's a little too far. Joel's not comfortable with that yet, but yeah. he's also knows that he's right. He's right. He right. Yep. He right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joel's like, all right, time to go. Right? I feel like I've been talking too much, but there's just a lot of like actual stuff to recap. So you guys chime in anytime. Um, we talked about like um, just the, the shades of gray. The very next scene we find Kathleen is in uh, just like a child's room in a house. And I actually really, really liked the scene. Cause at first I was wondering like, what is she doing in there? And you come to realize when Perry walks up and she starts talking to Perry that this was, this was where she grew up. This was the it's room. This room. was her bedroom with where that she shared with her brother, Michael. Um, and she tells the story about how Michael would help her feel safe from thunder, uh, that he was this beautiful person, but she doesn't feel like she is a beautiful person inside and out. Um, because, and she was saying like, are you coming up here to tell me to forgive Henry for what he did? Michael would forgive, tell me to do that. He did tell me to forgive Mike, uh, Henry. Mm. The last time she saw Michael before he was executed, he so Michael was her, basically Jesus. He, yeah, he was, he was like, the, turn the other cheek. He was the Kansas Cured City. leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Kansas city Messiah. Right. And, uh, but, but she, she isn't that <laughs> she, she isn't that good of a person. And, uh, um, she just, she can't bring herself to that. And I, and I love that idea that they like went out of their way to humanize her even more. Cause yeah, it's very easy. This is a, this woman is very cold and calculated. And really the only time we see her is she's trying to kill these two kids and also murdering a bunch of people who we don't really get to see, but people are telling us are fascists and did all this awful stuff. So without the, this context, I think this, this scene really humanizes her and i think it's really needed because without the scene she it i feel like she does kind of um she could have become like a one note villain of the week type character but i think the scene really kind of makes her her own uh individual person 
Yeah. And it's like, um, it's her life experience is that she sees that Michael is forgiving and selfless, but that led to his downfall. Right. And it's like, and not to bring up my dad again, but he's a very tortured person that I learned a lot from if, if nothing else and how not to live your life. But my dad used to say no good deed goes unpunished. I think I've said that on the show before. Mm-hmm. That's how pessimistic my dad was. Cause it's just his personal experience from like, from his pers- twisted perspective that every time he went out of his way to help somebody, he ended up worse, the worse off for it. Uh, and so Mel, you know, uh, Melanie, <laughs> Kathleen saw her brother be the way that he was, live his whole life the way that he did in this selfless, forgiving way down to his last breath and just get executed for it. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, so fuck that, you know? Um, and that's what she tells Perry. Like, and what did he get for that? Where's the justice in that? Perry's all for it. He's like, listen, I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> hey, whoa. I don't know why you just went on that big speech. I don't know if there's like a camera or whoa, something. Let's same just kill team. them all. Fuck same it. team. Same team. I, I, I came in here to ask if you've seen my beard oil. <laughs> uh, this shit needs to be that's kept up. Nice it's beard. beautiful. This shit's crispy. That's a beautiful man. The men aren't yeah. going to respect me if it gets brittle. And split ends and shit. Come on now. My gun keeps getting caught in it. <laughs> Got a I need, reputation to I need it to glide across the barrel. <laughs> yeah. I killed them other guys earlier and Craig and uh, stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, scene, anyway. I do want to, before we move on from the scene, I do want to touch on something that I'm touch me. This is my general complaint about the entire series that I've noticed in the five episodes. And it's my one complaint about the whole series but I think it's worth mentioning because it's something I'm noticing in every episode and every episode I'm disappointed by it. And that is the set design for the show. Often it's two characters in a barren room where that's clearly a set because the windows are just having lights shine through it. So that it's blown out. You can't see what's outside. It feels very small in stage play, which I think is a Craig Mazin thing. Cause like that aesthetic was used a lot in Chernobyl mm-hmm. and it works for Chernobyl. Cause that's like, uh, you know, the, um, very claustrophobic, very claustrophobic. It was the, 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 you know, the Soviet union, you know, there wouldn't be a lot of stuff. It's very effective, but I feel one of my favorite things about last of us, the game, at least is the storytelling of the environment is top notch and incredible. Like you go into a room and you can literally see what was the last thing that happened in this place. And I'm not saying that has to be every room there, but there's, there's usually like, Oh, the nature is creeping back into this world. And, this this particular scene is just a pink room. There's a bed, no mattresses. The paint's kind of peeling. That's it. It, it. I feel like it would be so much more effective if it was like this this gross ransacked ransacked room. Maybe you can see some more semblance of like, oh, there was a family here. She lived here. Maybe there was a little piece of her and Michael's relationship on the floor. It just feels like the the set design is is falling short for me, and it even goes and, we'll, and I'll bring it up when the scene happens. But even in the climactic battle scene, there's a there's a staging and set staging choice that I feel is very poor and makes the show feel cheaper than it should be. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Am I, do you guys feel feel me on that, or am I? Um, I never noticed that personally. Uh, I, me feeling that way, you know, like I I took it in this scene in particular. Like it, it may not have even been. Three families might have lived in this home since she grew up here. She just meant sure. I grew up in this house, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't necessarily expect like a picture of her and Michael to be there because right. maybe she moved away 25 years ago. She's but probably, it, what, 40? But my um, point is it, it's not just this scene, like going all the way yeah. back to the first episode, the hallway that Marlene and all of them are in. That's just an empty hallway. There's no furniture in it. It's just blank and 
boring looking. Um, a lot of the places that Joel and Ellie end up in are just empty rooms. Maybe there's boxes in the corner. Even the final scene with uh, Henry and Joel, like, again, it's just a big empty room. There's a there's boxes in the corner and that's it. It just seems so minimalist. And I I, I, I know it's, not, it's a choice because, again, I think that's a Craig Mason thing. But I just don't think it's right for this property. Mm-hmm. Honestly, never noticed it. Now I'm probably going to be paying more attention to it every time. I always just figured the end of the world, people probably aren't painting hallways or you know, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying they should be painting hallways. Right. I just think there should be more like nature's reclaiming these buildings more. Right. That there should be like the, the well, furniture I, that was in these abandoned buildings should still be there in some way, like it's knocked over. And right. Yeah. I was thinking back to when, um, when they first meet Ellie outside of the Boston QZ and you see that, that like supermarket or whatever with the big hole in the ceiling where Ellie was laying in the field yeah. and there was all that grass in that building. That's um, more like what I want. And there was a bathroom later on that Ellie and Joel were in where she went off by herself. And that was, it was completely overgrown when she first finds the gun and she's playing with it. That mm-hmm. bathroom was like a tree in there. Yeah. Um, so they do that from time to time, but I know what you're saying. It was probably a budgetary thing mixed with um, Craig Mason's own personal aesthetic and their logic of like, what, what would it look like after 20 years? And like, this has been looted six times, you know, but there was a lot more richness and, but I also think maybe that it's not there, but we just don't get to see it because there's no time. Cause a lot of that stuff that you see that you're talking about in the game is when you fuck around and walk around off plot. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. there, there is none of that in this game. Right. But like literally like show. every room you go into is uh, again, I, there's just the big scenes with characters talking to one another. They're just, there's no furniture in between them. Yeah. The furn- everything's pushed against the walls and it just literally looks like they're a small stage on the floor. Plate. Yeah. It yeah. just looks like a stage play to me. And like it, that, like they're not in an actual house. They're on a set somewhere. And it just, that's just how it reads to me. I want to see Joel open a bunch of d- drawers with nothing in them. That's what I want. Just to get satisfied <laughs> from the game. I just want to see him like bend walk, down. Like, fuck. Yeah. He walks past a, a, a bunch of kitchen counters and then that like little white triangle like pops up yeah. under each yeah. door. Ooh. He just ignores it. Same gets shot in the leg and then wraps something around his arm. His arm. <laughs> just for a little solidarity, damn it. Um, but yeah, so uh, in this, the, we have the scene between Perry and Kathleen and it ends with him saying, hey, hey we're cool. I'm with you. We're all with you. And she's like, good. Um, and then we cut back to Joel and Go company. They move on. They're on the other side of the tunnels. And uh, oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> sport ball and uh, <laughs> superb owl. Henry. Celeb- Isn't it great that insert winner of the Super Bowl here? One <laughs> last, last night. Yeah. Uh, Henry starts celebrating too early. He's like, yeah, I fucking told you. No infected in the tunnels. Dopest plan ever. Right. And uh, and Ellie invites them to Wyoming. And uh, Joel kind of grunts and 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 Henry's like, that's ah, fine. I think we'll have to make our own way. And she's like, no, no, no. He'll change his mind. He always does this. He's like, oh, no, I don't want anybody to do. And then I'll bother him a bunch until he changes his mind. It's like the thing that he does. But in the middle of that, they get shot at from an upstairs window far off. Uh, and they all run for cover behind a, an abandoned car. And Joel forms a plan. Hey, I'm a I'm going to run around the back, go up top, kill the guy. Uh, he's not going to shoot me because it's dark and he can't shoot for shit. And he's old. <laughs> We didn't know that yet, yeah. but yeah. But his aim is shit. His aim is shit, yep. I like, I love that moment. Joel's just so confident. Like, he's not going to hit nothing. <laughs> do you trust me? Yeah, do but you she, trust me? She trusts That's him. an important question because up to this point, they've just been building trust. And this is kind of like a, 
um, where the rubber meets the road. Is that an idiom? I feel like I can use at this point. Beans are out of the bag on that one, man. Yeah, the beans are out of the bag. That's an inside joke for 39 people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she does trust him. And so he he does sneak around the house. Um, while he's there, though, right before he gets to the, sni- uh, the sniper, he looks to his left and he sees the bridge that Henry was talking about. How did you interpret that? I think for a split second, he was like, should I just go? I think that's what it's yeah. meant to be is like, that's his fork in the road. Like, am I really going to not just the Sam and Henry, but Ellie even like, yeah, am I, I really going to spend my whole life protecting her? Like I can be free right now and go get my brother. That's all I want. He's that's to Wyoming. I don't know geography, but I think Wyoming's right there. And, uh, <laughs> literally just right that river. <laughs> cross that bridge to Wyoming. <laughs> is that how you took it too, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what that was. He's like looking at the bridge like, mm, no, no. Um, so then trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you trust me? <laughs> that's your first mistake. Um, DTA motherfucker. Don't tra- trust anybody. He's training her the hard way. Yeah. What do we learn? Yeah. <laughs> Joel sneaks up to the old man sniper. Um, old man sniper. That's that's a another story from old the Bible or something. Old man sniper. <laughs> it's me. I've been sitting in this room for ninety years. Kathleen calls me Anthony. I don't know why. She keeps pestering me like, "Hey, did anybody come up the road? Did you kill any people?" And I said, "No, I, Kathleen. I can't shoot for sheep." <laughs> How long do you think he's been sitting there? Ninety-three <laughs> yeah. years. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Yeah. I like piss a- in jars, drink that, piss it out again. <laughs> you ever seen the aviator? That's me. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to kill him. And it's a really kind of sad scene where Joel's like, fucking stop, yeah. dude. Like, don't make me do the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and even Anthony, like the old man is just looking there like, I'm uh, not going to be fast enough, am yeah, I? And Joel's like, no, you're not. You're not even close, dude. I could take you. <laughs> you may have a couple inches and a half a half a century on me, but I could take you. I've got a rifle. You don't know what I'm packing in my pants. <laughs> it's a knife. Oh, God. Uh, uh, uh. Joel says, "Don't." You seem disappointed about that fact. <laughs> you thought I was gonna fuck you. I was hoping it was something else. <laughs> But nope, it's just a, it's a rocky talkie. But what an interesting thing for Joel. Like, this is a guy that I think, you know, just last episode probably would have had no problem just murking somebody like that. Right. And sure. now in this moment, he's like, hey, man, please don't. I We could just go. I don't want to kill anybody today. He's so, like a uh, sling blade. Ain't nobody got to die today. Ain't nobody. He's just a boy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I want mustard and biscuits. Mm-hmm. I reckon ain't nobody died today. Uh, fried potatoes. It's, it's very interesting because he's just getting to a point. He really does enjoy the company of, of uh, Sam and Henry as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's that's what makes this whole episode. We'll talk about this in a few minutes. But that's the the rest of the tragedy of this is not simply the death of Sam and Henry. The tragedy is right before that. Joel had finally like reconciled with the idea of uh, overcoming his grief. You know what? Yeah. You guys can come to Wyoming. That'd yeah. be awesome. I got a spot for you. You know what I mean? And, and uh, what does Henry say? Uh, new day, new start, something like that. Like the whole idea of rejuvenation was not just for Sam and Henry, but also for Joel. 
And yeah, I don't when, think he wants to kill people anymore. Doesn't. He's been 20 years he's been murdering people. And, and then when Joel wakes up to that fucking Sam Clicker fiasco, you can right. see his face like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. Nothing ever. God damn it. You know, like. And it, I was the one thing holding the whole back <laughs> this whole time. You get rid of me, they'll coat through this city like a knife in hot butter. <laughs> I was the one thing. I'm the city's last defense. Sniper Tony, they Just, call me. Sniper Tone. It's Tony time. <laughs> Lock and load. And Joel's like, don't do it. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm so I'm lonely. not doing anything. <laughs> he said, please don't. What? I'm not doing nothing? <laughs> sir, Zip. I, I see. Zip. <laughs> don't do it, sir. <laughs> Just come on. Don't make it weird. <laughs> Put your apocalypse on this. What, what time is it? What time, it's, what time, time is it? It's Tony time. <laughs> it's Tony time. <laughs> <laughs> this dude just became our hero of us. <laughs> I fucking love Tony. <laughs> yeah, after Joel, after Joel kills Tony, uh, without me, they'll cut through Kansas City <laughs> like a knife. <laughs> I keep telling her there's a hole here infected, but she keeps telling, putting me off. I don't get it. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Why am I the only man in this whole town? Leadership is wasted on the youth. <laughs> Why is Tony stationed way the fuck yeah. out there? Old man River. Like she gave him like one sack of beef jerky and a walkie talkie. But he, had said, a, he had a fuck ton of bullets though. And so many bullets. <laughs> Yeah, here's our worst shot. <laughs> he needs a lot. In hindsight, I should have waited until you guys walked closer to me. I panicked. I haven't seen anybody in six years. When Joel walked into that room, he was like, oh, thank God you're in shooting distance now. I used to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> In the original movies, as you can tell. In the galaxy, I recognize you. Don't you usually wear a helmet? That was a long time ago. In the galaxy, yeah. far away. Oh, my chest Pittsburgh. hurts. In Pittsburgh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he kills Tony. It's very sad. And then he looks out the window. He picks up the sniper rifle that Tony was using. But he hears on the walkie-talkie Kathleen's voice. Anthony, we're still there. Uh, we're, we're almost there. Hang Alive on. still? <laughs> yeah. I bet you haven't shot him, but just keep him there. And, uh, Spray and pray, baby. <laughs> Joel screams out to Ellie and company and says, run. Uh, and But they don't, unfortunately. Which is funny because that's what's on the, 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 the car, truck yeah. sled. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what's it's like yeah. there's cars on the way. We'll fucking run them down. That's why, that's, I love that, Melanie. That's, that's why you're in front. <laughs> He's oh. like, oh, yeah, okay. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> we do have the thing. Push them. Um, <laughs> Push them out of the way. Holy shit, dude. Floor that shit. Let's run these kids over, dude. I've been bored oh, forever. That's why we wrote that on the front. <laughs> okay. Hey, now. hey, little girl, run. <laughs> Can you see it? They're shooting. She's shooting at me. What a little dick. Yeah, the, um, they're trying to run them down, and Joel does his best Anthony impression. Yeah, at first, I was so frustrated at first. He was hitting the plow. I'm like, come on, man. At least like hit the window 
but I'm it's not a moving a, target. I don't shoot either. So, yeah. and it is dark. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he it, redeems it himself kinda, in a moment. It is kind of funny that like he can't hit the the broad side of this giant truck, but then in a few minutes he's, he's putting, putting it in between the eyes of clickers. I, right like left. The, I like to feel like he had to calibrate it. He wasn't used to that particular rifle. He had to, yeah. It had a, he had to like lick his finger and adjust for the wind. And then he gets, <laughs> you know, how it isn't a game. You ever like missed wildly and then get in a groove where you're like, all right, now I got a UAV. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, UAV. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So the kids start running um, and Henry's with them. And eventually Joel does, hit his mark and kill the driver and the truck swerves into a house and fucking explodes like it's an 80s movie for some reason <laughs> i like it though um and even kathleen's like oh shit um i don't know why i did tony's voice <laughs> i'm back <laughs> that's a big fucking explosion oh shit they ran somebody, into the hole what if tony somebody left the gas and on. monty python did and when joel's like eighth shot missed the truck he, not as easy as it looks huh <laughs> I got better. <laughs> I told you that, that scope's fucked up or something. Here, give it to me. Um, but yeah, so the truck blows up and that allows them to get behind another car. Not very far away from Perry and Kathleen, if I'm being honest. Um, but, uh, you know, basically the troops smashed through. And, but we forgot to mention that the gun was getting jammed to add to the tension when he was shooting at the oh, plow yeah, truck as well. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I was it's all about freaking out. man. Yeah. Um, and then Henry grabs Ellie too. He saves her like, cause he can see through the smoke of the explosion that she's just right in front of Kathleen and the troops. Um, but Henry offers to come out in exchange for the kids lives. And Kathleen denies him that she's like, no, I got to kill them too, because they're with you guys. Uh, and this is where she, she kind of drifts over from like morally from her perspective in the right to just downright diabolical mm-hmm. in, in, in that sense. Cause she's like, basically why is, and she asked a central philosophical question. Why is your brother worth more than my brother? When like in reality, practicality wise for Kids what he could offer the, the world, my brother was more important. And that's just, again, the themes of the show. Like, of course, Henry prefers his brother to her brother and she prefers her brother to his brother. That's just the way life works. And if you're not able to have empathy for other people, you're not going to make it very far which is the whole point of the game and the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pulls the final destination card, which I think she had seen that movie before the world ended. What? The final destination card. Yeah. Cause she says you, you cheated fate. Your brother was supposed to die. And this is what happens. He's, he's still going to die. Right. And I was like, That's, she, she, she's <laughs> quoting final destination. Gods aren't afraid to die. <laughs> <laughs> she's quoting final destination. That wild uh, yeah. monologue. He goes on in the final destination. Yeah. Fucking psychopath. But then Henry does pop out uh, and, and give himself up to her. And he says, Hey, be prepared to grab Sam and run to Ellie. Um, and she, she, <laughs> she quotes another movie. Uh, Rocky this time, Rocky four. She says, if he, if he dies, he dies. (laughs) If he dies. (laughs) So this whole time they they keep, it ends the way it is. They keep showing Joel up in the tower. I thought for sure he was going to shoot her. Yeah. I I thought she was going to like forehead. She was going to pull up the gun and then boom, she was going to fall over dead. So I don't understand why they just didn't do that. Well, Perry was (laughs) trained on the window. He was going to pop Joel if he popped out at all. And he's like two, two and two. (laughs) <laughs> that, was a, that was a good uh parry. Two and two. He's up top. Sound like a much younger Tony. Uh yeah. Same beard. Oh, I used to have a beard. 
that's going to be me in a couple of years. Yeah. They're going to hitch me up into that house. And I'm that's where to, we go to. <laughs> yeah, that's where they send the old people That's the nursing home. We give One them all day. a rifle and we send them up high. Usually nobody comes by. It's just something to keep them busy. It's an honor tradition. Yeah. You know, one day I, I want to be the person that stands between Kansas City and sure destruction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a walkie-talkie and a, and a rifle and a whole heap of bullets in Is one sling. Is that Perry down there? <laughs> Tell him I'm not dead yet. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Suck this dick, Perry. <laughs> you get this rifle off of my cold, dead hands, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Seriously, though. Suck it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a person in 13 years. Jesus Christ, I hate that guy. <laughs> so horny. That's why we put him up there, way out here. Um, but uh, in the nick of time, the fucking truck starts slipping into like a sinkhole oh, under cool the house. Very cool. And you can see the foreboding on everybody's face because in the previous episode, um, Kathleen and Perry had come upon some disturbance, not in the forest, but in the ground. And they knew that all the member of the infected had been driven right. underground 15 years ago. So they were like, oh, fuck, it's probably an infected underground issue. <laughs> so as soon as the truck was falling through, but, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. Yeah. All of the Kansas City people were like, oh, and especially Kathleen's face. It was like, fuck. So in episode four, that's what that was, right? I mean, that's the crumbling floor. It yes. was. It was them moving. I guess or it was just, the whole horde destabilizing yeah. the walkable ground. Mm. Yeah. Well, if it isn't the consequences of my own action, <laughs> mm, indeed, I'm about to be hoisted by my own petard. Damn it. My petard. Um, and then uh, the, you can hear the snarling and shit as soon as the truck disappears. And then a swarm of infected. Every, I, love that, I love that beat where you hear them kind of snarling and then yeah, the sound right, drops yeah, off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Boom, they just yeah. kind of explode out of there. It's like World War Z style. And they're like running over top of each other. Yeah. Falling over. Yeah. Craig, Craig Mazin said, this is the first time we see why the world lost. Like, yeah, this is the major. So, yeah, it was really awesome. Because you can't beat it. And I, I didn't notice until my second watch today. Um, after Joel and Ellie and everybody gets away, like there's still hundreds of them pouring out of the hole. Like what? there was no beating them. Like there's no winning that fight. So they started going the other way too. I noticed that on the second time I was watching it. What do you mean? Like they started going away from the house down the street, away from Joel and them as they, they took off around. So they're the running more, they're running towards Kansas city. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I, they, I didn't yeah. know something happened. You guys saw that. I mean, there's trucks like, with lights on it and stuff. And I bet some of the soldiers were running back home. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. That probably makes sense. Uh, that whole city, the whole um, recently liberated civilizations fucked is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, very sad. And all because of her quest for vengeance. Uh, but to back up a little bit, the, the, the swarm rushes out and these are all like actual um, stuntmen and, mm -hmm. and movement actors and stuff too, and makeup, which is really cool. Uh, chaos and carnage ensues. Joel snipes from above, mostly 99%, I think maybe 100% of the time, just protecting Ellie as mm -hmm. in her path throughout the carnage. She climbs into a car. Right as she does that, a bloater appears, like the 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 famed final version of the inf infection in this world where you just become this monstrosity. And I like to think it's because they had sent them all underground 15 years ago. And so one of them like turned into that over the last 15 years, yeah, he, he, you know, he's been percolating down. there. <laughs> he's been marinating in the fungus down there for 15 years. Where's Anthony? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Is this the bloater? Yeah. Hi, Mr. Bloater. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How was, what was it like living down underground for 15 years? Uh, lonely. 
But it looks like you have so many friends. They suck. <laughs> the bunch of Craigs. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, if only man. you had a comical amount of knives. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love how dramatic this bloater is like, no, nothing. No. <laughs> nothing to do. It sounds like Arnold. <laughs> no. You're asking for an aid. I'm your bloater. <laughs> The one thing I hated about the bloater reveal, so like it looks awesome, right? It's super looks, cool. It's a real suit. Ripped out yeah. of the game. It looks so cool. I hated the frame rate drop on Perry's reaction to it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they do like it. So they dip it into slow motion, but I don't think they shot that sequence yeah. in a high enough frame rate. So you're missing frames. So it becomes stuttery. Yeah. Just in that one shot. And it just, because it's the only shot that's happened so far in this entire series with a low frame rate like that, it stuck out like a sore thumb. And I was like, that's a fucking mistake. <laughs> yeah. They did not intend for that to look that way. <laughs> Maybe they'll fix it. So now. hopefully, because like they uh, removed the Starbucks cup from game of Thrones later, you know, this is ad frames. <laughs> yeah. Ad frames of that shot. I read that that, that suit cost a half a million dollars to make. No, the bloater suit? Pounds. What? Yeah. I knew it was heavy because yeah. it was actually like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was 6'6". Six, six. His name was Adam Basil. He was in Game of Thrones at some point, I think, yeah. as an extra. Yeah, five, uh, half a million dollars to make that suit. Now, that's labor, parts, you know, all it's that stuff. It's a beautiful that's, suit. It looks dead, like Steve said, it's dead on yeah. the way it looks in the game. It's even got the little, like, pockets to where the, the, like, the gas and the spores spew out of. Honestly, my favorite thing about all of this... Um, was as far as the creatures go, was the the kid clicker that climbs yes, into the car. That, I love that. Thing. That's an actual nine year old contortionist gymnast little girl. Yeah. Sky Croton was her name. You got her name. Mm-hmm. Great. Just flipping over the seats yeah. and shit. How cool I mean, is even that? The way she like peeked her head in, like, and then she did the little flip over and she's yeah. like writhing around the seats to get to her. That was horrifying. Yeah, like that was the scariest thing I'd seen so far in the show. Yeah. And Ellie was like. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this truck sucks all of a sudden. But you've ne- we've never seen like a child clicker. Like those are no, even not even in the game. Yeah. yeah, which that was like, oh yeah, those would those would exist. And yes. I hate, I hate it. I, hate it. <laughs> I don't like it. So there are also we haven't seen the stalkers in the show yet. But if you watch the horde, um, you can see the 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 only there's four phases to the infected, right? And the stalkers are the ones that we don't actually see yet, or we haven't in the show. They haven't focused on them at least. Yeah, you can see them crawling on all fours um out and staying on all fours where like the clickers and the kid and all that stuff get up and i th- i just i was like wow that's pretty cool yeah deep cut yeah. for the for the lore i do want to point out uh when we were doing the fireside chat when you know all of our discord members were kind of reacting to this episode somebody wrote you know oh that kid clicker was so creepy but i don't know if it was a typo or what but when they spelled kid clicker they spelt it as one word and so when your eye kind of <laughs> quickly reads that you're like kid liquor <laughs> yeah. what the fuck oh kid clicker i see what it is yeah i remember you saying that i was like yeah. mm. there's also some really funny they, they were coming up with some great names for the bloater there was like king mushroom uh, bloat daddy kansas city karen Funk, yeah. oh, well, that was for city. kathleen kathleen was yeah. the kansas city karen and, and perry was the kansas city cletus yeah uh, there's a there's a lot of good stuff. They were popping out. off in the Discord. Yeah. Um, but there's a really cool moment right after the kid clicker where Ellie sees two clickers honing in on Henry and Sam. They're hiding under a car uh, or a chuck. And and she goes and kills the two clickers, um, uh, stabbing them in the neck that are fighting Henry and Sam. And what with the help of Joel, like sniping everybody around her that keeps trying to run up on her. There's a really great moment <clears> where she looks up where Joel is almost to be like, you got me. And he's like, yeah, I yeah. got you. Like, For sure. He doesn't have shit. 
Put me in, coach. I want a shot. <laughs> I'll kill every goddamn one of them. You're right. I, I didn't notice until you said something that he was he was missing all those shots at the truck. And then as soon as it really mattered, he was just headshot, 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 leading them to pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those are uh, dummy bullets at first. He <laughs> yeah. was just getting ready His practice getting warmed up. <laughs> but real know. quick, I want to go back to the bloater because I need to know. I got to know. We have the bloater here in the studio with us right now. I have to know. <laughs> bloater. What is your workout regimen? Because you come out of this hole after 15 years and you're throwing dudes across the street. Ah, Nothing. Ripping heads right off. I eat a lot of pasta. (laughs) (laughs) It gets me bloated. What's your favorite pasta? Fettuccine. Oh, that's a good one. That's Mm. a good one. Mm. Yeah. And then he like rips Perry's head off. Yeah. I did do that. Yes. There's a really, the blocking of the Perry death is, it's cool, but it's a little weird because they do have the, the, the flame, the frame rate drop that I touched on, but Mm. then he like turns to Kathleen. He's like, run, get out of here. (laughs) Mike for the hills. Don't look back. And then he, he turns around and he shoots maybe like five rounds. Like, Oh fuck. (laughs) He runs out. I should have reloaded this. (laughs) Um, I should have ran with her <laughs> retrospect. That probably would have been a good idea. I'm actually faster than her. I could have probably lived. I saw some. Should have pushed her out of the way. She'll definitely be fine, though. <laughs> I saw some comments online that said that uh, uh, the bloater looked like it was going for uh, Perry. Like where, you know, everybody's just trying to spread it. But he was like, this motherfucker's shooting at me. I'm going to go directly towards him. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. he made it worse by shooting <laughs> yeah. at it. For it's sure. Four bullets. He should have thrown a brick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Damn it. I don't have a bottle either. You know, if I had four or, four or five Molotov cocktails, I could bring that thing down. Yeah. Or I could just shoot it in the leg. As it's falling. Yeah. <laughs> That's an Easter egg for the game if you get to that hard part toward the end. But then Henry, um, Henry, they all run. They get away. But then Kathleen stops the group. Uh, and then the kid clicker kills her. Right. Because she's basically about to assassinate Henry and the, and the bunch. And, but it ends as it ends, just as she said, and she turns around and the little kid clicker jumps all over and just violently eats her to pieces. And, uh, and so much so that Elliot, we do, we get a close, a tight close up of Ellie and she's like, Ugh. <laughs> Icky. terrible. <laughs> Hurry up, finish I, it. I didn't like the blocking of this so much. Cause it just was like, Hey, we're on a hill. And I don't know. It, it, this is this goes back to like I feel like this was shot on a stage and they just green screen the background and it just felt weird to be like, hey, we're on the hill, still wide out in the open. Why are we here? Yeah, uh, it was just kind of an odd. I did like the the kid clicker killing her because that was a cool visual, but I just didn't like the backdrop as it were. And because she said she didn't care about how, you know kids die all the time, yeah. so to be killed by a kid a few moments later was kind of justice. I know what you're saying. I think they wanted to see the carnage in the background, even if it wasn't as believable that they weren't still a part of it, if they can see it. Yeah. Uh, but it was a cool visual. <clears throat> and um, I'm trying to find out where I am right now. So we smash cut to the hotel right after that. That's right. Yeah. And the here, exterior and of the things hotel. luckily get real cheery uh, after all that carnage. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're resting Briefly. after Ellie's reading Savage Starlight to Sam and Joel and Henry are talking. And that's when then he said, Hey, uh, you think they're okay? And, and Joel says, yeah, I think they're fine. They're not little bitches. Uh, being, <laughs> it's a lot harder when you're an adult and having people rely on you. And the stress of that is the real hard part. They just have to try and survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's his perception on the matter, at least. And, and it's his all of his stress was the panic of failing Ellie in that moment, mm-hmm. being up in the sniper tower. So 
And then um, they make fun of endurance revive. I, I love that. That shit's redundant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, but then it's when Joel invites Henry and Sam to come to Wyoming. New day, new start. Uh, and we go to, uh, we cut to Sam and Ellie. Henry comes in and says it's time for bed. And like kids, they're like, oh, okay. And then they hop back out of bed and start reading the comic book again. Um, and, you know, Sam asks Ellie if she's ever scared, essentially. And, you know, she's like, don't I look like I am? And he's like, never. And uh, she says, I'm scared all the time of scorpions and you know, <laughs> being brave for him even more. I, I love thought, that. I moment. thought it was nice because he in the beginning of the episode, uh, Henry's like, do I look scared? I'm not scared. Yeah, I'm not scared. But here Ellie's like, I'm scared all the time. Yeah. Do I not look scared? Which I thought was a nice little bookend. Yeah, I think and, and I kind of I guess that kind of shows a little bit why Henry or I'm sorry, Sam really, really likes her. Yeah, because she doesn't she, ever seem scared. She, she's yeah. Yep. She's the confidence that he needs. And, um, and then she opens up she said, I'm scared of ending up alone, not scorpions. <laughs> um, and then he has fears about turning into a monster and he shows her his bite and she's like, fuck. And I, I love this moment. watching it the second time she looks toward the room where Joel and Henry are. Cause her first reaction is like, Oh no. Yeah. But then she doesn't want to tell him because she knows they'll kill Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least Joel will for sure. Joel <laughs> yeah. will. Right. And, and so she says, Hey, you know, she shows him her bite to again, calm him down. Like, Hey, maybe you'll be okay. My blood is medicine is what she writes on the pad. And she cuts herself and presses it into his bite, uh, into his wound to try to, to heal him. Uh, yeah, not a good thing to do, but it's gross, at this but like, point, it, what do you, what do you got to lose? But, it, but in this world, like, yeah, what it, do you got to lose? I, it totally makes sense for the people of this world. It's just as someone who lives in a world that isn't the apocalypse, like, <laughs> we live yeah. post COVID. You're not even supposed to share drinks. I know. Um, but, but uh, Sam does have a, a really heartbreaking thing. Like the, f- the first thing he asks her is like, if you turn into a monster, are you still inside? Is it still you yeah. inside there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So sad. She's sitting there trying to my, so just to get too personal, this fucked me up because you know, reading online, Jimmy was saying, hey, I think they made him, people are saying they made him younger uh, yeah. to make it more sad. I don't think they did, but I think it did that. Oh yeah. Because you know, for me personally, especially because my son is nine, it's almost exactly the age of Sam. And so what I was able to do, unfortunately, is this entire episode picture me running throughout the apocalypse uh, with my son. And how like hard that would be, like knowing, you know, first off, my capabilities of surviving in this environment, coupled with my responsibility of protecting him. Yeah, how you're crazy not a, you're, you're that not a Tony be. on the sniper rifle. Not at all. <laughs> I'm not even a Joel. Um, yeah, and it was it was ter- horrifying, you know. And to imagine him turning into a, like a little monster thing and hurting somebody else, and me having to make that decision, incomprehensible, right? Um, fuck. So. He says, stay awake with me. That's what he begs her on his little writing pad. Yeah. Terrifyingly heartbreaking thing to ask. Um, she falls asleep maybe for an hour, maybe for a couple minutes. When she wakes up, Sam is sitting there uh, facing the window. She goes to him. He pounces on her uh, and falls into the other room and wakes up Henry and Joel. Henry immediately sees kind of halfway takes in what's going on and grabs Joel's gun. that's on the ground for some reason. I guess he can't sleep with it in the holster. That makes sense. Um, and then he kind of like fires a shot to keep Joel back. Uh, and then looks over at Ellie, who's about to be, you know, mauled by Sam and shoots Sam in the head. And they're all stunned. Henry's in shock. What did I do? What did I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Henry shoots himself. And right as he shoots himself, it cuts to Ellie. And she gives this like, eh! like, yeah. uh, it's fucking heart wrenching. Um, and then they 
dig graves for Henry and Sam. Ellie puts the writing pad on Sam's grave. It just says, I'm sorry. Uh, and then Joel is kind of stupefied looking at the graves while uh, Ellie walks on. Cause she said, what, what direction is Wyoming or where's West? Mm-hmm. And he says that way. And so she starts walking and then says, you coming, you know, um, and then fuel to the fire is a song that plays with the lyrics of which say, do you want me on your mind or do you need me? Do you need to go on? Uh, which I think is very important, uh, especially for themes for later. And that's the end of the episode guys. Yeah. This whole scene is just heartbreaking just from the moment where you, as someone who's played the game, you know it's coming. Like right. it, it happens in a very similar way. But um, just the, the way uh, you you just want to hug that little boy, Sam, so much. Yeah. Because he, he's so cute. Um, and then, like, the moment where he's, like, uh, he's turned and he's attacking Ellie. Uh, Henry does this incredible thing where, yeah, he grabs his gun. He, he like, tells Joel not to move. And then very quickly, just immediately, like, without even thinking, shoots Sam to protect Ellie. Yeah. Like he's still protecting her. And then it hits him of like, yeah, his, Oh, that was my brother. Um, yeah, his mind catches up and he's like, Sam. Yeah. And, and you know, Joel the whole time is trying to get the gun from him. And it's, it's seriously so heartbreaking. And Ellie, and this kind of goes back to what Joel or uh, Joel was talking to Henry about is like, it's easier when you're younger because you have no one to rely on. Uh, you're just trying to survive. Like you said, Yeah. but Ellie feels a little, now that she spent time with Sam, she has started to feel like she, he relies on her a little bit. Um, that's why she apologizes to him. And it kind of goes back to like, she has, she's special for some reason. She does not get infected. She's immune. She had this fool's hope that maybe her blood could somehow cure. Sam. Yeah, like This is my moment. This is what everybody's uh, open arms over my existence for. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it fails. Mm. And you can see that that completely destroys her. And, and, and you know, Joel is also feeling that. And it's, oh man, it's, it's such a sad moment. Yeah. There's a, there's not a major change. That whole scene uh, is almost, you know, frame for frame from the game, but the, a little bit of dialogue has changed. There's uh, a point in the game when um, Henry points the gun at, at Joel and he's like, it's, it's your fault. It's your fault. And for a split second, you think he's going to shoot Joel. Obviously he's not, he's the protagonist of the game, but Joel says, don't in the game that it always gets, gets me like, like he's about to die. Uh, it's the first time you see Joel like scared for his life. Um, but then he turns and he shoots, um, shoots Sam. So, uh, I wish they would have put that in there. Uh, cause we haven't really seen that side of Pedro yet. Mm. Um, but uh, they still nailed it though, for sure. Yeah. And then we all wept for hours. Mm. <laughs> yeah. When we did the, the discord hangout, like the first little bit of it, everyone was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm so sad now. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, playing the game and knowing that it's coming, does right. nothing to diminish the pain of that moment. But yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mouth is just open the whole time. Well, I remember you oh. saying that cause we watched it together and yeah. you, know, you were like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> um, so, Time for our top three favorite fireflies, our three favorite moments from the episode. We can try to do this somehow. Steve, what is your number three favorite moment? Uh, my number three favorite moment is um, it's the it's the tunnels. Uh, I just really liked being seeing. You know, we'll talk about this in the uh, the bullets and pills section, but the tunnels is one of my favorite parts of the game. It, it, they don't really go into it that much here in this show, but the fact that he was even mentioned and mm-hmm. they were in there and it, it, there's a little bit of that story still intact um, really made me excited and happy 
just to see that uh, shown on screen. But also it was great because you get to see Ellie being a kid, Sam's being a kid. They're playing soccer. They're having a good time. And I just love Joel and Henry's talk to one another about like, hey, man, I don't know your situation. You know, you're doing something to protect your brother. I get it. I respect it. I would do the same for her. And Henry thinking he's a bad guy. And we get to hear you know exactly why he's the most wanted man in Kansas City. It's it's a really well done scene, and I'm just happy they didn't completely bull, plow through the tunnels uh, storyline from the game, and they at least represented it a little bit. Absolutely, uh, Jimmy, your <clears throat> number three. Mine would be uh, three. Would be the the initial meeting between um, Sam and Henry and Joel and Ellie when he wakes him up. Mm. Uh, he's got the gun. That whole back and forth banter, um, like. All right, I, I did the first part. I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah, um, and and the fact that the, the I didn't notice until the second time about how I could see there were no bullets in that gun. I was like, oh, he could have just murdered him right then and there. But uh, he, uh, I guess, is trying to change a little bit um, and saw some some light in these guys. And uh, I just really liked that first interaction uh, between uh, both um, both character. My number three is kind of the same as Steve's because I put um, the talk between Henry and Joel, mm. um, which did take place in the sewers there and, and everything that Steve was talking about where they they bond. We learned Henry's backstory about, you know, and then we, we in my opinion, we talk about like the main thrust, the thematic thrust of of the show, which is the, you know, I'm a bad guy because I did a bad thing. Right. And uh, but I did it because I wanted to save somebody I love. Right. And we all have that and we're all on opposite sides of this thing you know, with our own perspective. Um, but I just thought that was a really powerful moment and a really cool moment from Joel when he was like, like I said, he had that olive branch extension. It's not typically his bag. We can start to see him fulfill his arc. Steve, you're number two. <laughs> My number two is the infected being unleashed. Um, what a really fun action scene we get to, like you said, this is the reason why the world fell. And yeah. You really get to see just how horrifying a group of these infected are. Because so far we've only gotten a couple here or there. Right. But like all that many rushing at you and then one of them's a six foot one bodybuilder in a five, <laughs> an $800,000 suit or whatever it was. Right. Like that's goddamn terrifying. And they handled it so well. And I love the way, you know, Ellie's kind of maneuvering her way through the horde and Joel's uh, protecting her. Like because they were able to kind of marry all of these uh, different storylines uh, to come together at a very crucial point, and it when it exploded, it f it felt like a really great release of storytelling yeah. it did. with some cool visuals. So yeah, uh, Jimmy, uh, my number two is is the same. Um, I don't know how much more I could say on it that you didn't already say. Um, I, I was waiting for this moment all five episodes. Like, when is it going to happen? Obviously, they're doing a bunch of character building um, and making us feel for these characters, but I really wanted to see the mayhem that that's in the game, right? And, and you saw that. And like you said, it was like immediate release as soon as they just erupt over the uh, over that little crater and they just start uh, fanning out. I thought it was pretty funny that um, Perry was like, uh, run them down. <laughs> like, yeah, just attack. Yeah. <laughs> like Nobody knew what the fuck to do. Uh, if you got people running and you got people shooting and um, it was just it was, it was bonkers. So. Somebody needed a grenade. Yeah, for sure. That it was probably really what, 15 years since they had seen. A, oh, those a guys are like real that. hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because <laughs> yeah, Federer, practice, Federer sure. drove him down, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Is that what they said. So, yeah, some of these people may not have even seen a, an infected before. Yeah. Depending on how oh, old yeah. they are. They just yeah. saw the the. Definitely not a blur guys. Yeah. <laughs> Which are almost worse. Yeah. <laughs> they can talk. Uh, 
<laughs> Mine's kind of the same, but specifically the sniping, which sounds dumb, but this is kind of a spoiler for the bullets and pills segment. Uh, but there's a huge, one of my favorite moments in the game was when Joel gets the sniper rifle in that scene and you get to kind of, it's actually infected. Um, there are no humans as part of that, that I recall. Um, but anyway, yeah, the humans arrive after you save them from the infected and you guys, I and think you get to run. do that section as long as you want. I think you can just keep shooting. Right? It's, it's a little bit of both. So it's first, it's like a few infected and then they come through That's right. the blockade with the cars, which That's let right. more infected in after you kill the, the guys. And yeah. Then, yeah. It's a really fun scene where you get to just stand there and snipe, which is one of my favorite things to do. And that was really neat that they worked this in narratively to the show so much, but also, yeah, like everything Steve said about the whole, yeah. Uh, incredible. Very nice hole. Incredible adrenaline fueled, uh, really big release that I've been waiting for for a few episodes. Steve, yeah. your favorite moment of the episode. This may sound fucked up to say, but my favorite moment of the episode is Sam being bitten and turning and then subsequently being shot. Like mm-hmm. it's such a. Uh, that's a scene that you'll remember forever. Like I'll, I'll, I'll remember watching it and tearing up. And even though I knew it was coming, it still hit me so hard. And I thought they handled it so well. And the, these characters are so well played and you really are transported into the game in this moment. And I, I, just as a human being seeing, you know, being able to be with these characters for just mostly just an episode. Cause we didn't really see, we didn't see Sam or Henry in the last one. We've only had this episode to be with them. Yeah. And by the end of it, I'm crying cause they're dead. That just speaks to the power of the writing, the and acting, cinema. and it's just the cinema. Like this being Nicole Kidman was right. She, we make, <laughs> we make movies better. <laughs> Jimmy, what's uh, your favorite moment? Same. Uh, I guess I'm a little fucked up too. Uh, that whole that whole scene um, from the blood cure to the suicide. Um, it was really it was moving. Uh, the the blood cure. I, I like that specifically. Because you spend a lot more time in the game with Sam, Ra- Sam, Ra- <laughs> Sam and Henry. Uh, Sam Raimi? <laughs> That's a celebrity couple. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Ray. Uh, and, and it builds that that bond between Ellie and, and Sam. And, and you don't really get to see that very much other than a, a few short scenes. And I think her trying to, um, you know, cure him and it not working uh, just made the scene that that much more worse. Or yeah, better, depending on you look it's at such it. such a good choice for her character, yeah. too, because in the game, you don't get a lot of moments where, you know, she can prove that she is immune and that right. she is on this quest to be uh, to help people find a cure. And this yeah. is a great way of showing that it means a lot to her. It does. And mine's the same, except I specifically it was Ellie and Sam uh, talking and bonding in the room. And specifically, the my blood is medicine line is what I put as my number one. Um but yes, that whole sequence is uh, for, will forever be etched in my mind from playing it from the game. And then now even deeper because of the show. And I'm sure for everybody, this is like a one of those red wedding type cultural movements uh, as far as television goes, for sure. Uh, which brings us to our next segment, uh, Bullets and Pills. Pills, baby! Little Easter eggs and references to the original games that might have come up in the show that we have found and can talk about. Mr. Steve, start us off with one. Uh, okay, I've alluded to it a little bit ago, and that is the tunnels, the mm. tunnel sequence. So Tunnels, baby. Tunnels! Tunnels! Uh, so in the game, you go through the tunnels and you, the tunnels are all drawn up by, 
by little kids, presumably. And as you're going through the game, you really learn the story of what happened to these people. And it goes back to the environmental storytelling I was telling you about. Because like each room you go to, you're like, oh, these people are building a community. You can see where they did their fucking laundry. You can see how they like got food. And then you eventually stumble upon their bodies and you find out yeah. how they died. And it's, it's, it's really – and even though – these characters never talk. You're never introduced to them in a flashback. You just read about them and see where they lived. It's so powerful when you actually find out that they're dead because you kind of are rooting for them to survive. Yeah. And then you find that they didn't make it and it's Ish. awful. Ish and Danny. Ishmael. Yeah, yeah. Ishmael and Danny. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this. I think uh, Casey in the Discord brought it up and I thought it was a very good point. Um, the, the tunnels, right? Fedra drove the infected into the tunnels 15 years ago, right? And so that's probably why the people who lived there were dead is because Fedra th- forced them under there. Maybe that's where the kid clicker was. Right. The, that little kid clicker probably drew all that shit on the walls, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, which is kind of a... Chills, baby. Kind of neat, kind of, chills, <laughs> baby. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of my... Did you talk about the picture, too, of um, Ish and, and Danny? No, I didn't. That's Did you want to do it? Yeah, so that's one of the... East, uh, the fire of uh, Jesus pulled some pills that I want to talk about. It was um, that little picture that Ellie finds. It's a crayon drawing. It says our protectors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Ish and Danny. And that's uh, and that exact picture is in the game. Like even the way that it looks drawn like that. So, so I was going to bring that up too. It's, uh, as soon as we started getting to that part in the recap, uh, I knew a bunch of us or all of us would start talking about that, that whole s- sequence. Um, it's super cool. That, I mean, that whole room is like picture, for picture for the game. So like the goal, uh, the picture, the drawing that he picks up at the yeah. end. Um, and if you read the notes, um, it, it all comes down to somebody leaving a door open or not following the rules. Mm-hmm. Like Joel says to, uh, yeah, Ellie's like somebody didn't follow the rules. Um, but yeah, that, that's what happened to everybody down there. Somebody left a, a door open, um, and then a, a bunch of clickers and infected came in. So, um, yeah, that, that was my first one too. So, um, um, back to Steve. Technically, oh, it's back to me. Okay, the whole sniper sequence you kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, you're going down a, a town. A sniper starts shooting at you in the game. Uh, the one thing that I cracked up about in the show was Joel. You know, they all take cover behind the van. Joel's like, "I'm gonna go around the side and sneak up behind them." Like, been there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. <laughs> That's what we did. Yeah. And yeah, you literally in the game, you, you do that. You go around the side, you go into the house, you sneak up behind the guy and it's not a cool dude like Tony. No, <laughs> it's not. The su- there, there, you'll never take me alive. Adult man and three kids. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the game, it's frustrating because they won't let you shoot him. Yeah. You have to sneak up behind him, even though he would be killed because i shot the light of the reflection of the scope many times and jimmy was like you can't you isn't there a but there's like a bunch of people in that house too like that's like one of the parts in the game that's really fun because you were murdering a bunch of people in the house underneath of him right i think you have to fight your way to him okay. yeah. but like i i did a stealth stealth thing to get to him but um i'm almost out of bullets and pills maybe so the only other one which we kind of touched on that i had was the, the savage starlight stuff obviously um but the 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 whole uh motto of of the comics to the edge of the universe and back endure and survive and ellie says that to joel in the games and it it follows through all the way to the second game um when they do flashbacks and, and joel's talking about um he's talking about the comics to other people which i thought was pretty cool like yeah it's in the cards that you find um all that stuff are, are really cool 
Um, my last one was, uh, well, there's two left. And one of them was uh, Ellie killing the clickers. It might seem like a silly thing, but yeah. that's how she does it in the game. She pulls out her switchblade, oh, yeah. stabs them right in the neck like that. And she executed the two that were coming at Sam and Henry in the show in almost the same kind of animation from the game. I thought that was really neat. Well, to add on that, the way that Perry dies, where the bloater grabs Perry one. by the mouth and mm, yeah. rips him open, that's exactly is, how. Is the that what he did? Kills. I yeah. thought he pulled yeah. the head off. Now Ooh, takes, that's even worse. It's the same way that he does in the game. Yeah. like when yeah. Joel gets caught, he sticks his hands in your mouth and then opens your mouth. That's really large, so your hit your head. The top of your head rips off, but from the point of your mouth, pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. That's what we called it as a kid. So the the only other one I had is not really uh, a. It's more of a um like foreshadowing earlier in the show. Uh, what's is Edelstein, the doctor that, uh, yeah. talking to Henry, he says, um, he says tunnels, why go through there? Just kill yourself. Right. Why go through the tub, the troubles of going troubles to doubles? <laughs> why go through the, the tunnels Tunnel troubles. Yeah, and just kill yourself, which I thought was a, a, a neat way to Ugh, kind of, think kind of uh, um, set up what was going to happen. So, wow. And I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is a direct correlation, but in the game, when you're going through what is Pittsburgh in the game, but effectively Kansas City, um, a big part of that level is you're always trying to hide around and and sneak away from a Humvee with a big machine gun on it. Does it say run on the front? I I don't remember. I I can't remember if it says run on the front or not, but the fact that you're running from a Humvee reminded me of when they are running from the Humvee with run on the front. Uh, Ellie and uh, Sam and Henry specifically. That's what it reminded me. I think me. it's got like a big 50 cal on it too in the game. Cause I, I was, well, yeah. we talked about it yeah. and we were like, they're definitely not going to do the Gatling. Gun. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the people in, in the game, they're not like these downtrodden freedom fighters that overthrew a fascist no. government. They are just people cannibals who, and shit. who murder people in the street to steal their shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally like ah, the worn shoes, not worth it. And then they leave their bodies where they shot them. They're like really fucked up people. But yeah, that, that's the last of my bullets and poo. That's the last that's of us, baby. <laughs> last of us. <laughs> Our last segment's called Outbreak Performance. Why, Steve? Because like uh, like a breakout performance uh-huh. an outbreak is like pandemic. Uh-huh. Day, sort mm, of nice. Like Slipper. A, an apocalyptic fungi. Entendre. Uh, yeah. So who is your <laughs> favorite performance of the episode? Uh, how are we, how are we pronouncing his name? Is it Kevon? Is it Kevin Woodard? I think it's Kevon Woodard. The, the, the kid, the boy who plays Sam. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm giving with. it to him because he, it's very hard, but it seems like kids are getting better and better every year, but it's very hard <laughs> to have a kid in a show and you don't feel like the kid's acting. Right. Like a lot of times you're like, oh, he, he was phenomenal. Th- like, I never thought this was a, a child that was putting on a face and like, oh, I'm playing a character. Like he sure. like that was just that was a living, breathing embodiment of Sam, the character who is a child not being portrayed by anybody else. This is a this is a documentary as far as I'm concerned. This actually happened uh, because that's how real this kid. played. Sad. Yeah. Uh, and, and because he was so convincing, uh, what happens at the end really, really, really sucks and it hurts. And. Uh, I think that's a testament to the, the the talent that this young boy has. I 100% agree. Jimmy. Kevon, uh, right? Kevon, yeah. Uh, that was mine, too. I think he, um, for uh, just being able to show, like, real motion and, and making me, um, you know, attached to the, the character in just such a short while is, is really why I, uh, I liked him. But I'm going to give, 
I'll give it to him, but I'm also going to give it to the little contortionist can't girl. Well, I'm <laughs> she was awesome. Yeah. Sky Calton. So Calton? They, I was watching that. Like I said, I never do because I don't have time before the, it's, we record right after the episode ends. And but what are fresh takes? I got to, and we, yeah, it's part of our stick is our fresh takes, but it was neat to, to learn that they got, um, I think his name was Terry. Uh, it's the movement coach. Uh, from the, the planet of the apes movies to like help the oh, horde cool. move like a horde, um, which is obviously a very accomplished film for that type of thing. So, but yeah, that they even gave props to that little girl. Like she's yeah. incredible. So definitely. So that's your, that's your outbreak performance. No, my outbreak performance is, um, Lamar Johnson. Uh, oh, okay. I played Henry. I think you guys were correct in giving it to Sam, but I, I really think that Lamar does it. Maybe it's good to give him some props as well. I Absolutely. Mean, I have never, there is no Sam without Henry. He's been in some, uh, really big stuff that I, I haven't watched. I looked at his IMDb earlier. Uh, he's in a show called your, your honor or for honor. Your honor, for honor is the game. Your honor. Uh, it's also on Showtime. I have not watched so yet. Brian Cranston's in it. Is yeah, that, is yeah. it Brian Cranston? Yeah, so. it's Brian Cranston. Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things about the show yeah. for the most part, but I haven't checked it out yet, but he's got, he's got a recurring role in that. And, uh, but anyway, I, I thought, so I'd never had any experience with him. I thought he was fucking incredible, especially that final scene. What did I do? Like the, mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, he had the necessary charisma to get you to love Henry and therefore Sam almost immediately. Um, and you could understand where he was coming from and it was, which was very important. He kind of became like this Apple episodes, uh, protagonist in a way, because it starts off through their POV. And, um, yeah, the second time through, I was like, I, I just got to give it to Lamar props to Lamar. So that's all the time we have for right now. That wraps up our coverage of the last of us episode five. Be sure to tune in Wednesday for our coverage with Madison of yellow jackets, season one, episode two, and then Friday are the last of us mailbag. We'll be dropping. Thank you all mailbag. so much mm. for your constant support thank you sir you know who you are for buying us all that damn arby's mm, i can feel uh, it mm. <laughs> we have the meat and if you like pills baby you can get Go our to exclusive rehab. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want a t-shirt of our little bit uh you can get that while the getting's good on our new merch store links in the show notes i just if got you want one. to get one of those jimmy did you just get I one did, i did buy merch baby mm. merch baby <laughs> hell yeah that's all the time we have for right now my name is chris i'm jimmy and i'm steve and this is streaming things endurance or death It's the end of the episode in the month of February, the month of love. So it's time to show some love to our brand new patrons this month. Uh, in our Try Before You Deny section, we welcome David Malfara. The Marty B VIP producers, we welcome Tan May Jane, Garrett Pratt, Michael Brook, Professor Beth RN, Veronica, Ode Bianchers, Ibsliz, Droog, Samuel T, Drew Watkins, Brett Logue, Joseph Bowen, Kaylee Sampson, Nick, and Stephanie Bennett. Uh, in the Chocolate Pudding Producers section, we welcome none other than Renzo20, Claudia Garver, Kristen Glenn, Amanda Brown, John Cavett, Bruce Cullum, Maria Rojas, Candace Hensley, Logan Loftus, Hannah W., Kenneth Singletary, Matthew Unden, Carol Ann Quinn, Dan Wells, Max Grabinski, Kelly Nealon, Hannah T.S., Aurelio Reyes, 
Valerie Frazier, and Andrew Edelman. And finally, in the Friends Don't Lie producers tier, we welcome Baby Bella Twinkie Butt of Spotty Bottom. Maybe the greatest patron name in the history of patron names. And that has been our brand new patrons that we want to show our love to. Thank you.